Definitely, Reverend Russ. Uh, super excited that you are back with us for another uh, ministry pivot. Uh, so uh, thankful for all of you who've comments, all of you uh, who've uh, made mention, all of you who've liked, who've comment, who've uh, subscribed, but also who've shared this. Think about uh, one person that you could uh, encourage with this pivot. Today, I'm excited. I say it all the time, but I really am. I thank God uh, for the circle that he's connected me with. I thank God for those who I did not know, but through ministry pivot, I've been able uh, to get to know. And, and today is one of uh, my new brothers, thankful uh, for Marcus Bullock, uh, thankful uh, for his story, thankful for uh, his legacy, thankful for his commitment uh, to move forward to help us uh, and to help those of our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated uh, to have a second start uh, at life, to be able to understand the value that are inside our prisons and the value uh, that are inside our detention centers, but the value that we need in our community. Our, our conversation today uh, is super rich. Uh, it, 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 we, we could have done a part two. And we probably will, Marcus, uh, coming back to do a part two. But uh, super uh, excited for you to hear about uh, not just uh, Marcus's heart, but about Marcus's vision and his story uh, and all that has uh, come of him and Flip Shop and, and Flick Shop rather and all uh, that he's doing and even the other endeavors that I know uh, God is going to empower him to do. We have a really good uh, moment throughout uh, this this uh, pivot. So really hope that you will uh, enjoy it. Looking forward uh, to hearing your feedback on it. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, download the show notes. But without further uh, introduction, uh, let's go ahead to my conversation uh, with Marcus Bullock. Marcus, man, thank you for joining me on Ministry Pivot, man. Super uh, excited to have you on. Uh, I did a quick intro to who you were and a little bit about who you were. But man, if you wouldn't mind sharing with those who are listening, those who are watching a little bit about uh, Marcus Bullock, man. Uh, go ahead, please, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you again for having me on. This is this is dope, man. Um, you know, it's it's always cool to be around people who you admire. But I think that the dope part about um, having this conversation with you is that um, my children even admire you. It was dope that like uh, to hear my son come home and talk about like Marcus, you he's like, Dad, you would really like this guy. You would really like this guy, Dad. Like he talks just like he's always excited. He always tells his stories. Um, I always talk about how important storytelling is um for my children. So to be able to have that, to hear that when they will come home from school um after listening to you, that was pretty dope. So thank you for sharing space with me. And I, I remember that story, man. That was dope. I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, one of the things I get excited about is talking about the journey and what we've created here, um, why we've done that. So I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, yeah. A lot of folks know me as the CEO and founder of FlickShop. Uh, we built the technology that keeps families connected to their incarcerated loved ones. And that was important to me because I went to prison myself when I was a 15 year old kid. Um, and my mom helped save my life when I was in prison by sending me photos uh, while I was there. You know, having wanting to figure out how to 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 give back to that com community wasn't honestly a plan of mine when I first came home from prison. Uh, but I think that you know, having given given these opportunities that uh, that were in front of me, they led me to now leading um, one of the most impactful apps in the um, in a, in the App Store, and so I'm I'm excited about that. That's great. That's great. So I, I want to dial back. So Marcus, you are I'm from Brooklyn. Uh, and, and I'm a single mom, mom meant the world to me. Um, grandfather was super dope. I, I've, I've, I've had, uh, the story, unfortunately, of a ton of my friends going to jail, dying. Um, but it's all one decision. Um, and, and I know, 
you had a decision. So you jumped over it, right? But I, I, I do, I do want you to share for those who, for some reason, the first time that they're hearing about your story, about uh, how you did go uh, to jail, how you did, uh, your mom did kind of help. Can you give, give us a little bit of background on that part of it, so that those who are listening, those who are watching, can have a little bit of that context, but also hear uh, about the pivot, even in those moments. No, no, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, I was, I was a, you know, I was, in, I was an instant teenager, right? You know, I was, uh, you know, I grew up, yeah, I, I grew up here in the Washington D.C. area. So, um, you know, I, I, I went to elementary school in Northeast D.C. and then we, I, my family moved to Prince George's County um, when I got in like middle school. Um, once I was uh, got into high school, uh, I lived in like in the Suitland area, and I went to Suitland High School. During my sophomore years um, of going to Suitland High School, uh, my best friend and I, who was a junior at Suitland, we played on the same basketball team. Uh, we made a horrible decision to carjack a man in um, in Springfield Mall shopping park, Springfield Mall parking lot um, in Fairfax, Virginia. That decision landed us in handcuffs the very next day. Uh, we got arrested for that carjacking. Um, I got sentenced to eight years in adult maximum security prisons. My boy, he got sentenced to nine years in adult maximum security prisons. Um, it was like a luck of the draw of the judge that we got. And he ended up getting one year more than me. Um, and, and I ended up growing up inside of prison. I mean, so I spent, yeah, my 16th wow. birthday, 17th birthday, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd birthdays, all growing up inside of the state of some of the state of Virginia's worst prisons. Um, wow. And the way that my judge sentenced me because, you know, this was during the era uh doing you know when, when politicians were getting on camera they were like yo look these are super predators that are coming into our communities um and we have to figure out a way to stop that and so like they were they had these long egregious sentences that they were giving to folks and they allowed for prosecutors to be able to submit um application to, to certify us as adults and so yeah man i grew up you know yeah. what i mean in prison my, when my 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 best friend who was like my sale partner um he had life plus 43 like that was my life Jesus. Um, wow. And, and it was instant. Like, so while the rest of my friends were graduating high school and like, you know, they were going to homecomings and proms and, you know, seeing trip and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm like wrestling with, you know, how to get enough money to go to commissary and try to figure out how to prevent from being one of the, in one of those body bags that I would get seeing wheeled down the prison rec yard. Um, my mom, she had like, she had started this since the hopelessness started to set in. And it was like a sense, it was like this real this depression. And I don't know if I was smart enough to understand what that what what, what it was back then, but it was like dark, man. And, 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 and it was interesting because it set in like in year number two. Like the first couple of years I was in there, honestly, I was a kid and I lived in denial. I didn't even understand the legal ramifications. Even though I heard a judge give me eight years, I didn't understand what that really meant. I was still like on the rec yard, like you know, laughing and joking. I was the youngest kid on the rec yard. They were locked up. They were in prison. Not me. I was just happened to be there until like my lawyer or my mom figured out a way to talk to somebody to get me out of there. It wasn't until I met my boy Danny B, who had told me he had served 31 years in prison, that it dawned on me like, yo, if they would keep a man here for 31 years, then like they would definitely keep me here for eight. And 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 that's when it like set set in for me. I was about 17, 18. And my mom, she was like, oh, yeah, nah, you bugging. Because now I'm starting to, I'm getting fights all the time. I'm on the break. I wish I could say I was that guy who was like, you know, the model. Nah, I'm getting fights all the time. I'm in the solitary confinement. I'm in a hole. I was wow. running, um, I was running like cigarette and, um, and you know, and black and mild stores. You know what I mean? Like it was like 
I was running all every every kind of hustle I can get into to try to figure out how to either one pass the time and two how not to be a bear on my mom because I was blown. I had to keep calling her to give to send me money to make phone yeah. calls. You know what I mean? Like all the stuff that you need of money for in prison. And so mm -hmm. um since this, she was like, "Yo, dude, you are yo look." You act like that your life is over, Marcus. I don't care what decision you made, what you did. You need to know I'm here to love on you, and I will be there wow. no matter what. And I'm telling her, I'm like, Ma, I feel you, but you need to just start grieving. Like, let me go. You know what I mean? Like, my boy, we look. I'm in here, and I'm from DC, and DC beefing with Richmond right now. And like, if, if I could easily get stabbed up in a breezeway, and now you had to pay five hundred dollars for a body bag, my look, just start grieving for me now, because it's probably likely wow. that I'm not gonna make it. And she's like, wow. in a visiting room trying to emote and try to hug on me, and I'm like, Ma, we ain't in summer camp. This yeah. ain't the, like this not. And and she was like, it was the tough one for her. Like in hindsight, looking back, you know what I mean? Like Ben, I'm her only son. I'm like a 16, yeah. 17 year old kid. She's a minister at the church, trying, and you know, leading up the youth ministry, trying to figure yeah. out how to grapple with her own son who's in prison. Wow. You know what I mean? And um, she she she's in a visit room. She's like, "Listen, I'm gonna make a promise to you right now. I'm gonna write you a letter or send you a picture every day from this day forward for the next six years until you come home to help you see that there's life after prison. Like, I want you to wow. know." That there's something waiting for you on the other side. I know it looks dark today, but every day I want you to live life through my lens. So she will walk around with like these exposure. I don't know if you remember like the one time you she could drop the whole yeah. camera off at the Walgreens or CVS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would just take pictures of them and then get them developed. Right, throw them in an envelope, and she'll just write a long letter like, "Hey, Marcus, here's a picture of Aaron standing in line." At the you know in front of the shockwave, look like she getting ready to you know go up crazy. She's scared to death, and I, <laughs> I am looking sharing the pictures with my boys in the wreck or in the wreck yard. Like yo, look at my knees. She like got funnel cake. Y'all remember funnel cake? They're like, oh, you know, we used to put chocolate on funnel cake. And somebody else, yeah. like, oh, you got to put strawberries on funnel cake. It's a whole thing. My mom, she would learn that people was like, like I was sharing her pictures with my boys because they would come to visit them like, hey, Miss Bullock. She'd be like, how they know me? I don't know that these people are prison. And I'm like, oh, no, I get the picture. And they'd be like, hey, did you get your washing machine and dryer fixed? She's like, how they know about my washing machine and dryer? You know, I'm like, one dude used to work for Kim Moore, never used to work for Maytag. It was a wreck yard argument. Just go. It's like, okay, yeah, working on it. But it was like an interesting wow. thing. Um, my mom's photos on that era, like, I didn't know what was happening. But hearing my name get called for mail every day in a sea of hopelessness when no one gets mail and no one has that connection to their family, wow. it signals something to me. And even my, my rest of my friends that I had a level of love and adoration that very few people had. And, and I was grateful to my mom for that. No, I think I, I think that's that is uh, I, I've heard the story before. I know. Uh, and 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 it's and and it never and and I know you probably you, you may get sick of saying it, man. But it 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 is never uh, not encouraging. That's two double negatives. I got degrees. I get it. But <laughs> it is super encouraging, bro, to hear you just talk about how your mom was clear to see through your lack of hope to give you hope. But in 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 essence, it gave hope to the whole block. You know what I mean? And I think I I I didn't hear stories like that. I, I have friends. Um, I can name them, unfortunately, who went to prison and as young people, because when we when we were growing up, they were doing that. They were doing that for our communities. They were giving you crazy charges and stacking it so that when you came out, life was different or you never really came out because you 
were in there and you got caught in that hopelessness. Um, so to hear her do that, but to hear how uh, it then inspired the block that you were on, and, and it sounded like just even more than that, um, and to how it inspired Flick Shop. So, 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 so now I want to enter in Flick Shop. I do want to understand the name. I've never asked you this before. How did you come up with the name, bro? Like, how, how, I, 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 help me with that. Yeah, yeah, nah. So Flick Shop came in pictures. They call pictures flicks in prison. So I'm like, oh yeah, my mom just sent me some more flicks. Look at my niece, you know, she in front of her, you know. Oh, look at my mom just sent yeah. me some more flicks. Like, look at the cheeseburgers, my mom crazy, you know. And, yeah. and so, um, when I went, when I came home, if I'm being honest, like, while Flick Shop became this this thing now, and I'm grateful for every one of the customers who who leverage our technology to connect back with their loved ones, because, like I said, I lived in those prison cells, and I, I, I like hearing your name get called for mail. Like, it happens. I don't care where you are. In every jail or prison or juvenile detention center or ICE detention center, it doesn't matter where you are every day at 4 p.m., like the 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 um the shift changes. And during that shift change, that's when they do mail call. And when your name gets called for mail call and something like the level of dopamine that immediately hits you, the sooner as you're, it doesn't even matter. It could be literally a popular science magazine. Right, like it could be anything, but just hearing yeah. your name get called, it just signals to you an entire pod that you matter, right? Somebody wow. cares about you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and then when you get that thing, and then it's like, oh, it's a picture of a family member of somebody who you know you love and that you miss, and that all you want to do is make sure that you continue to matter to them. Because in prison, let's face it, like most of us, we feel like I don't we don't matter any longer. Like mm -hmm. I was out of mind. Mm -hmm. I ain't talked to you in six, seven months, three years, five years. I don't matter to you any longer. So to be able to to hear or feel that you matter through this one little small photo. It's like it melts you for the rest of the day. You look at the level of detail in the photo, like some of these people that create Instagram pictures, they'd be like, what about that person in the back? I don't even know. That's always skill set. But anyway, <laughs> the level of detail you look at in every single photo and how you show it off to everyone who will listen, um, it, it's yeah. magnetic. When, 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 we, when, we, when we launched, we didn't know we were creating that. I came home and wanted to get a job, bro. I came home, yeah. my first, like, was just getting out of prison was a pivot. You know what I mean? Like, figuring out a way to get out of prison. When they when they let me go, it was like trying to find out how to get a job. I couldn't find one. I had to check that box that said, has you been convicted of a felony on every one of my job applications? One job application, they asked me, have you been convicted of a felony, comma, within the last seven years? I had just served an eight-year prison sentence, so I was able to answer, no, I have not been convicted of a felony within the last seven years. Seven years. <laughs> that was the job that folks who gave me a job. It was at a paint store, mixing paint. I was super excited every day to be able to just wake up and go have something to do. I didn't care if it was a dollar or so at open minimum wage. I just want to be able to contribute back to my family and show everybody that I was not a massive failure. That I probably perceptively was just thinking of myself. I don't know, even know if anyone else thought that, right? But there's a, a level yeah. of that's baked into incarceration, you know, I mean, that you got to sort yeah. of have to mentally fight your way through anyway. It's validated yeah. to get that job, right? So now yeah. I'm working there. Folks are coming to the paint store. They're like, yo, Marcus, how much you charge to paint a kitchen? I'm like, we don't paint kitchens. I'm going to save you this paint so you can paint your own kitchen. Customers that were painters will come into the paint store and they like, yo, we want to um, figure out how to, you know, make get more jobs and make more money because this new recession is pending. It's like 2005, 2006. I'm like, what you talking about housing crisis? I don't, 
y'all bugging. You know how many people come in to paint kitchens? You know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm the conduit between those painters and the Miss Johnsons of the world who want their kitchen painted. I started a small wow. painting business that grew into a nice ass painting company that eventually grew into a construction company over the years. Um, and that was the the pivotal thing that would change my life. You know, it was like awesome. having a yeah. level of success through these contracts was something that, you know, I, I wasn't even smart enough to pray for. And, yeah. and, and, and it was growing, man. And my boys that was in, that was still in those sales, they was hitting me like, bruh, you ain't send me no flicks, man. Like you out that Joe living your best life out there. You ain't sitting <laughs> up, you act like yo, remember your mother, you said you all the flicks, man. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna flick it up. As soon as I get back, I'm gonna figure out a way to print these pictures for my phone. Who knows how to do that still, you know what I mean? And so um, I'm like, yo, there has to be a tool to, to, to help me connect with my voice either, you know, smoother. And when I realized there wasn't one, uh, I went and dug in that bag at the construction company, pulled a bunch of cash out, um, and Googled how to build a mobile app. Wow. That, 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 that's why. So let me, let me pause because because there's several pieces that I, I, so when, when you got out, right, you was trying to find a job, you found, uh, something that wasn't really what you were trying to, but, but in, in, in the midst of it. And for those who are watching, listening, what I'm hearing is in the midst of it, God still blessed with more than you expected, right? Cause you were just doing the paint job, but then he was able to show you the, the connection between the paint job and those who needed uh, some other services. And then you built that, uh, you, you, you built that into now, what was that process like? How, how did that, cause that, that's a major pivot in itself, yeah. right? To go from I, I'm going in. Uh, I, one of my first jobs was going to be with uh, Sherman Williams. Uh, shout out. Well, really, I don't know nobody there, but the, the paint job uh, spot. But 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 how did how did that? How did what in market said? You know what? I could pull these two together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me go back a second. I'm gonna take a note to make sure I come back to that question. I need to go back a second okay. because. And let me tell you, the reason why I got to go back a second is because very, very seldom, like I, I, everyone knows, I, I I wear my ministry on my sleeve. You know, I feel, I feel, I feel, I wear my faith on my sleeve. I feel yeah. so grateful that, you know, I, I I own the company and I tell people in an interview, I'm like, let me tell you something. Let me be very, if it's uncomfortable for you, because I wear my faith on my sleeve in this company. Because if I'm being honest with you, bro, like I feel so mind blown of how God is moving in my life. And so I feel compelled to have to deliver it in a way that's palatable for my friends to be able to also understand what the possibilities are as they build yeah. their relationship with Christ. Now, and because of that, I think that I got to go back it, well because of this kind of platform that you're giving me today. I'm like, oh, I really get a chance to be able to go there. So you, let, me, <laughs> let me live on this. You got to forgive me. Let me live. So here's the interesting thing. When I was in prison, I wish that I could tell you. Like here's the, this is the, during a time when I'm praying, when I'm going to court, I'm I'm like Lord, listen. I just want to be able to go back to Earth Science class and biology, and I can't miss too many too. I got English on second period, and if I miss too many classes on second period where they take attendance, I'm going to fail English. And if I fail English, I'm going to fail the tenth grade. You know what I mean? And I can't wow. even drop my GPA because I'm also they just bumped me up to the starting shooting guard on Sulin's team. We slated to play Sherwood in the championships. So, Lord, there's no way that you can allow for me to go to court and for them to continue this case because I got to go home to be able to play in the championship. In my transcripts, there's a line with me telling the judge at my sentencing. When he sentenced me to eight years, I tell him, like, look, Your Honor, I understand that we got this whole thing. But 
if it's cool, we plan against Sherwood in the States. Let me go play in a championship wow. and go run it back with them. And then we can come back and come in, you know, deal with this whole carjacking thing, right? My And he wow. looked at me, he's like, young man, clearly you don't understand the magnitude of the decision that you made. And I'm going to allow your, your, your lawyer to explain that to you in a holding cell while I call this next case. My brain wasn't even mature enough to understand what was really happening to me in that time. And as I continue to navigate through so many of those prison cells, as they would transfer me to, from Fairfax County Jail to Southampton Reception Center, to House Southampton Farm, like to, to Greensville Correctional Center, to Brownsville Correctional Center, in each one of those transfers, every time I would get to a prison cell, I'm like praying and knowing and believing and that there's no way to get at the church that I grew up in that would tell me that the God that I knew could save anybody wouldn't deliver wow. me from this moment that I was going through. And so when I'm going through these parts of the cell, it got to the point where when I realized I had to do them eight and I'm sitting in a solitary confinement for rumbling with a dude because he ain't paid me back all the honey buns he owed me after store day. I'm praying. And I'm like, Lord, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe wow. you allowed me to live through this. Like all my friends, it was crazy. It was wow. crazy, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, when I look back and I I, I couldn't, I, I don't, there was no way that I should have made it through it. It's psychologically, right? My brain wasn't even mature enough to get through it. But somehow, right? And, and, and mind you, I never connected the dots that God was doing something in my life at the time. Never could you have told me that God was yeah. doing something. Because I'm like, come on, man, how you going? How you going to abandon me? Right? Like right here. Anyway, so my bad, bro. So look. No, you good, man. That's what we need. So look. So then I come home and then I'm I'm like, yo, I know finally I'm free. And I know with an absolute certainty that everything will be gravy. Right? Because I'm yeah. home now. I'm finally home. Yeah. And I can't even yeah. find uh, I can't. I don't know how to talk to people. I haven't had, built any real relationships outside of prison in my adult life because I went to prison as a kid, right? Wow. I, I haven't yeah. really communicated with someone of the opposite sex and as an adult outside of a correctional officer, right? Yeah. Like all, like all these things I'm trying to mentally grow through, and I'm like, Lord, I I can't believe that this is what you had for me the whole time, and it, it never without yeah. was was I seeing how the pushing that the resilience that he was, he was building in me would help prepare me for the for the years when i would build one of the hardest companies ever to build like which is a tech business right yeah having no tech background the last grade completed was the ninth grade and now the places that he's blessing me the stages that he's blessing me to be able to talk you know i mean the, the people that he's able enable me to be able to reach is is yeah. so phenomenal and yeah. when I think about how much I I just I, I couldn't I almost got I like I hate God like I can't wow. I, I do not want this relationship with you. Yeah, you, you left me, you abandoned me, and wow. never would you could, bro. I feel so grateful that he carried yeah. me through one of the hardest times, and now I'm on the other side of it, and I'm able to bless so many people's lives all around the world. Man, I'm going to Aspen tomorrow, man. I'm doing what's up. You know what I mean, right, bro? What's up? I need to ask for tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, <laughs> man. I'm gonna be de delivering a talk at the Aspen Ideas Festival with the CEO of Slack. You know what I mean? And wow. How it's important for HR teams and some of the the world's biggest organizations 
to hire other returning citizens because there's so much brilliance laying behind in those sales. I'm sorry, wow. bro. I had no because 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 God means this, so much for that. This this is this this is what and I'm you know this this the, I appreciate ministry pivot right, but at the end of the day, this this conversation, man, is what uh, I'm I'm really praying and hoping that the people who are listening, who are watching, get man that at the end of the day our ministry is our pivot like god has given all of us and he's just ridiculously blessed you man but i think the same is in line for many of us if we can tap into it and even in those moments bro like you saying those moments where you were upset where you doubted where you thought but he was still working man like that's that i don't know another reason why we always with jesus because i don't know another love like that like 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 you we outright i've had moments i've outright said to the lord like yo forget it and he outright said yeah i hear you but i'm still moving <laughs> yeah, i still got you you can't there's nothing you can do to prevent the way that i'm going to love you right now it's exactly and it's, and it's super dope man and I, I think and i think the stuff that, that that you've been able to do the places that god has moved you already but where god is going to move you i think it's just it's just super dope man so 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 i i appreciate uh, uh, you, you sharing about that, and I think it was it was super important to kind of go through uh, that that construction piece to Flick Shop. Now, 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 give us a, 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 a semi deep dive because Flick Shop is is, is, a, is a big deal. I know, um, you know, I know churches are helping. I know we've talked about it. Shout out uh, Pastor Wiley at Kingdom Fellowship. I know we're uh, gonna work through some things we, we've met already, but I know we're gonna do some some more uh, conversations around that. But 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 give us kind of the understanding of how Flick Shop works. Um, yeah. how people can plug in, um, and, and then I guess maybe some of the next steps, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. One of the things you asked me, like, you know, how do we, how did we pull it all, how do we pull all of this um, background of, like, the construction space and yes. tech company, and then also, like, how, how, how does it, how does the, the technology work? How are people leveraging the technology? How does it, how does, how, what is, what is Flick Shop and what is the core of it? Um, and yes. what end up happening, what really end up happening over the time, it wasn't, uh, a, a, an overnight thing for us when we were launching it. Like we were, I was learning how to, I was just now learning how to read architectural plans and how to build these, you know, write these proposals and contracts to be able to give you that brand new Brazilian cherry volcanic, you know, granite countertop in your beautiful <laughs> $80,000 kitchen, right? Like that was the place yeah. I was living in a, in a moment. When I wanted to learn how to be able to send pictures to my boys, it was like, it, it was a different challenge. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was I started calling around to development companies, to uh, software development companies. And I only even learned about what software development companies were because I literally Googled, like, who built Newsweek's mobile app? Who built Cars.com mm. mobile app? And I would learn his language after reading the websites of these people. I'm like, oh, this is a, a software developer. Oh, I've heard of that. That makes sense. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. I get that. that's the software engineer. And I would call them, like, yo, look, I want to build an app. And they're like, well, who are you? You know, this is back in 2012, too. Remind this was like when third party apps were very, very new. So anyway, I'm like, yeah. who, who are you calling from? I'm like, I'm calling from Marcus. Like, look, I want to build, I've been connected with my boys. <laughs> like, well, why do you want to people in prison? And I'm like, well, clearly you're not the right developer for me. <laughs> Call the next one. I'm like, yeah, I want to, but I'm learning after every phone call the vernacular, right? I'm I'm hearing yeah. the language that they're that they're using and I'm leveraging it in the next phone call. And every That's phone great. call. 
I'm learning how they're articulating something versus how I'm, how I articulate is completely just com- ratchet and hood. Now I don't know what I'm talking about. And then they would clean it up with a completely different vernacular. And they were like, well, are you building a front end design system or have you built the web, the back end? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And after okay. them asking me a series of questions, I will walk into the next call. Well, well, we haven't built the front end design system and we're still working on trying to create the back end structure. They're like, oh, okay, Mark. Yeah. And so now people started taking me seriously. One yeah. guy was like, yo, look, I will help you build um, a small team it, of these developers. And then they helped me launch what became FlickShop. There was so many failures along that journey, bro. When I tell you I failed so much and burned so much cash. And, and my job was like to continue to remodel the kitchen, right? It's like remodel the kitchen, take cash, boom. Remodel the basement, take cash, go build FlickShop, right? Now, I did wow. that for 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 several years, literally for years and years and years of failing and failing yeah. and failing. Um, in 2018, we got our first investment um, that completely changed everything. And that was an investment from John Legend and his team. Um, when John came wow. on, he wanted to figure out a way to be able to support FlickShop. He actually is, he had family members who were in prison before, and he really was able to connect with the, the mission of what we were trying to accomplish. And his validation, obviously, um, it just it just changes conversation yeah. when you walk in the yeah. room. Um, we got another venture, a venture um, investment after that, and then it continued to snowball. And then after we started to get these investments, it allowed me to be able to hire and build teams. Um, and, and now our, our, we build, we, we have partners that allow us to do incredible work. The way that our technology works, uh, our customers are able to download it from the iOS or the Android app stores, um, and then it almost works like an Instagram, right? You download the app, um, you register a free account, uh, you can upload a photo. Uh, you take a photo, you know, you add it to some, a quick message to it. Yo, what's good, bro? Um, at the game right now. Can't wait for you to come and join us um, to the next one. Press send. FlickShop takes that photo of you in the stands at the game and that mm-hmm. message that you type while you're still in the arena. We print that message in that photo on a real tangible postcard and we ship it in the mail directly to your incarcerated loved one for you. For 99 cents, which includes the postage. It allows wow. to be able to connect family super easily directly from their cell phone, just like my mom did with me, and hopefully wow. be able to keep families connected and, and prepare a lesion of Marcus to come home and win. Wow, that 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 that, that is that that is super dope. How many um how many would you say, and I know this is you know, uh, you give me a range or a round number, how many um uh, of, of our brothers and sisters who are who are in because you're also doing not just male prisons you're doing everybody um how many uh, of them would you say you you, you all at flick shop have, have been able to impact thus far um what, what what does that look like yeah you're right i mean we ship them we ship them to both male female local county state federal juvenile detention ice detention um and with females the female prison population being the fastest growing um, prison population around the country, which is horrendous when you think about how many families that you know impacted when a woman or the mom leaves the home. Um, but but to, uh, we've uh, connected um, 170 thousand families around the country so far. Um, we shipped over 700 thousand postcards um, to all 50 states around the country. Uh, and so, um, I'm really excited what that means for for not only for Flick Shop, but also what that means for our, for our families and what it signals to the world that hey um folks in prison they still do matter and they are they are loved um and people want them to come home and succeed yeah i think i think i think that's dope and taking notes from our earlier part of the conversation 
to have over 170,000 names being called at that hour. You know what I mean? That's the impact that that makes. Um, I, I, I think that is that that is super dope, man. I, 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 I applaud you, Marcus, man, in, in the work. I applaud you uh, in, in your leadership in the work. Um, and, and I applaud you uh, in your consistency in the work and not just you, but your team. I've seen some stories about your team. I see your mom is serving with you. I saw that that's super dope. Um, I, 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 I don't want to I don't want to jump super quick, but I, I, I do want to start tailing it down because I know uh, uh, I appreciate those who are watching, who are listening. But, uh, you know, we use algorithms and I understand that I, I ain't got but a couple more minutes with y'all before y'all tap out anyway. Uh, so so I want to get to it. I, I, how can uh, those who are watching, those who are listening uh, uh, support FlickShop? What's 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 like, I guess, the number one or number two thing uh, that those who are watching can 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 help support? Uh, uh, you all. Yeah, thank you so much for that question. I mean, the number one way you can support FlickShop is to to FlickShop your loved one if you have a loved one that's incarcerated. It doesn't matter how long they've been gone. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you don't know what to say, how to break the ice, if it's uncomfortable. Um, we even have suggested photos and suggested messages that you can leverage within the FlickShop app in case you don't know what to say to someone that's in there, right? Like, the, the number one way you suppose if you know anyone, a brother, sister, husband, uncle, you know, father, um, take the time, download the FlickShop app and send them a FlickShop postcard. Um, the, all of the addresses to the facilities are even within the app. So you don't even need to know the, the facility address, right? Like all that stuff is baked inside of the app. Um, the number two, if you don't know anyone that is in prison, uh, one of the ways that I would love for you to be able to help support one of our children that have an incarcerated parent is to become a FlickShop angel. Um, our flick shop angels allow for our children to be able to send as many funny face selfies to their incarcerated loved ones, their moms or dads, as much as they want completely for free um, for 20 bucks, 40 bucks. Um, you can impact tons of families. Uh, so I would love for you guys to join us and become a flick shop angel. You can um, learn more about that at flickshop.com. Um, it's right on the homepage. Click right there. Say become a flick shop angel. Um, and it's super simple. Um, and then uh, the last way I would say, uh, I would love to come if you want to, to, to invite me to one of your conferences or your summits or to learn more about the justice reform space or how churches or communities can get involved uh, with uh, changing the, 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 the conversation or erasing some of the stigma around returning citizens and what we need to do as a community to be able to impact them and to, um, help support them as they return back to our, our, our neighborhoods, uh, then please uh, look out for me and send me a, a quick DM. Um, I love to come and join the conversation. That's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all of those uh, direct links in the show notes. So please uh, make sure you go to FlickShop. Uh, you can also go to Ministry Pivot, and I'm gonna put all the markets directly, all of the links, the three different ones, uh, so that it's, it's real clear. Just click here uh, so that you can you can get involved uh, with that Marcus man. Last 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 question, uh, and I told you we would talk through this. Um, are there any uh, uh, if if there's somebody now who who, who has an idea, who has a thought? Uh, maybe there's a, a person who uh, used to be incarcerated. They're listening now. They're inspired now. Uh, are there any books, any podcasts, any resources that along your journey that kept to encourage you? I mean, obviously, it's your faith. Obviously, uh, I, know, I know the Bible would, would, would be one of them. But are there any other other books or other resources or other uh, podcasts that that, that, that that you would recommend for someone uh, to listen to that 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 you may be listening to uh, e e e even now? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna try to rattle them out really, really quickly. So I, I, I'm intentionally intentional about reading books um, centered around the work that I'm doing right there in that moment. And my cheat code to be able to 
um, to move through books quicker um, is to listen to audio books. Um, so I've listened to a ton of audio books. Um, yeah. One of the books for mindset and helping to grow your business to step out to be able to go jump out the window and build your parachute on the way down is the 10x rule by Grant Cardone. I think it's a great book to be able to read, to be able to help you understand the magnitude of work that it's going to take in order to be able to launch an idea. Most people underestimate the amount of work it's going to take to actually launch an idea. The second book that I will read is you're actually in the business and you started and you're growing it. You know that probably one of the most is one of the most important places you're going to spend your money or grow your business in marketing, uh, marketing and sales. Um, and so there are two books there. Uh, one is um, a book. It's called uh, They Ask, You Answer. Um, it talks about how to create an inbound marketing strategy um, because that's important. You can't be always out selling. You need to have people coming into your business and understanding how to do that is very, very um, important. And the other book that I think that is really, really important, especially if you're building um, a tech company or anything dealing with tech. And by the way, every company is a tech company. I don't care if you got a food truck, if you're a chef, every company is a tech company. Um, yeah. is, is is a book uh, that's called, uh... oh, man, Marcus. Right, I'm gonna pivot from it because I can't remember the hair. I got the cover. It's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm gonna get it from you because we're, we're you know we're pre-recording this. Y'all know that, so I'm gonna put it all in the show notes and that and that oh. and that second book uh, as well in in the show notes. And the, and the last um, the third one is the third yeah. one is if you're if, if you're a growing company is Basonomics. I think Jeff Bezos did an incredible job with Amazon, and everyone needs to know how to be able to build yeah. your flywheel um, with your tech. That's what's up. Well, man, again, I I appreciate you jumping on with Ministry Pivot, man. I I appreciate you. Uh, being super honest, man, and I, and I and I and I'm really praying that those who are watching, those who are listening, are as encouraged as I am. Even as the host, I'm I'm encouraged, bro. You uh, are encouraging me, and that that's why I, I'm so grateful that you said yes to be on, uh, and I'm so grateful uh, just to even have you in in the community, man. Um, any 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 last thing that that, that you want to say be- before we sign off? Nah, man. Thanks again for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, jump out the window and build your parachute on the way down. My man, my man. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it. Thank you all for getting on Ministry Pivot uh, and and look forward to seeing you on the next Ministry Pivot. Don't forget uh, to visit us online and all of our social media assets. Don't forget, this is your season of opportunity. God bless. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were uh, inspired. I hope that you were uh, even moved by uh, my conversation with Marcus. I can tell you that I am. I, I, I know that I say all the time that I'm excited about all the guests, and I really am excited about those who take time uh, to be on uh, Ministry Pivot to encourage us to pivot in this our season of opportunity. Uh, but my conversation with Marcus, as you can tell, was really a deep one, was really a great one, and I'm super uh, excited about how God is using him, but also in encouraging how God is using you, how God can use you, even when it seems like God is not doing it, even when it seems like God may have shifted or turned away, know that God is still working uh, because there's a pivot inside you. So hopefully, uh, again, that it was encouraging for you. Don't forget to download the show notes. All the books he spoke about are in uh, the show notes. All the resources are in the show notes. Uh, and also don't forget to to, to, to follow uh, him uh, and, and to follow uh, Flick Shop and be able to contribute. If you have an organization that is able 
able to help, uh, please make sure you do that. I have uh, resources and I have outlines uh, for you to be able to do that, well, links for you to be able to do that inside uh, the show notes so that we can help our brothers and sisters uh, who know that they still have value, who we know they still have value regardless to the decisions that they have made. Uh, so super excited about uh, this one and excited about the next ministry pivot. I uh, can't wait uh, to share with you more about who's coming on next. Uh, but until next time, remember that this is your season of opportunity. Pivot forward. God bless.